Welcome to the Can of Coin Podcast with Q Nicole. And this is where, whether you are can of curious, if you're a budding entrepreneur, or you're someone that's just interested in the cannabis industry, where we discuss the wealth and the wellness benefits in the cannabis space. And so my name is Q Nicole Vanderhorst. I'm your host. I'm also the founder and CEO of WH Farms Co. And we are an industrial hemp and industrial cannabis farm where we actually cultivate cannabis and we formulate and manufacture phenomenal body care and wellness products that are all about helping people relieve their uh, their challenges as, as it relates to wellness and promote the therapeutic benefits of the plant. And so today we always start each episode off with a hot topic and I have a hot man on the show today. So I'm going to have the hot topic today surrounding men's health, because I think that that's an area where as a company, we've learned so much with focus groups, with pop-ups, with community events about how so many men are concerned about doctors and not necessarily excited to, as they age, to really understand the impact of the stress and the things that they have to be challenged with, how it affects their body. And so when we've been able to introduce CBD to their lifestyle regimen, a number of men had phenomenal um, reactions that we wanted to share. So this product, I call it the adult multivitamin, but this is actually our CBD um, full spectrum tincture. This tincture again is made with the cannabis from our farm and is manufactured using um, organic ingredients. It actually has an MCT oil base, so it's very healthy. Um, it has a, a lot of great wellness benefits. And what I like about it is that it helps with this, the common chronic wellness challenges that most people face like diabetes, high blood pressure, et cetera. I've seen and, and heard so many of our clients who are males really talk about how this gives them um, a lot of great anxiety relief, how it helps with um, some of their inflammation challenges, how it assists with lowering their A1C levels in record time. You know, we've had a number of those testimonials and also how it stabilizes blood pressure. Now, let me just say this because I don't want any problems with the FDA. I am not here to make any health claims. These are just testimonials from the products that we've been able to obtain from actual clients who have tried our actual products with actual wellness challenges. These are their testimonials. And today we're going to talk more about how having a CBD lifestyle can really help to create ease, create comfort, and most importantly, create a, a space of healing in a relationship, especially a marriage. And so I am joined by my hot husband, <laughs> Hi, husband. What's up, baby? How are you? Doing well, doing well. Awesome. So <laughs> I am excited because he decided to come on today and we're going to talk about how, you know, we really incorporated healing in our marriage and in what way CBD and cannabis has helped with that. So, you know, first of all, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to everyone, let them know who you are, and we can jump right into our story. Well, I'm Kiel with Horse. I'm the husband of... Uh, Quanisha Nicole McNair, formerly known as. Um, we've been together now since April of 2017. Um, conversation said, wait, she jumped in my DM and uh, I pursued and uh, we're married. Two, two years later, we married. We got married in December 5th, 2020. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely jumped into his DMs lately. Ladies, let me tell you how it happened. So 
I had gone to Elevation for the first time, Elevation Church, and I was so just really uh, impressed with the teachings of Pastor Furtick. Shout out Pastor Steve. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, hashtagging Elevation Church. And then he had actually gone to the same sermon and he interpreted the sermon in his caption. And I was like, okay, all right, he fine. And he know the Lord and he knows the word and he puts it on his page like, we might be able to talk about something. So I made myself known by sliding <laughs> in his DMs. But fortunately, because I am with a very much so a man's man, he pursued from there. So I appreciate that. So tell everyone. So we met on Instagram. Yes. We met on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So that's anyone who's looking at your DMs and you're like, let me discount these DMs. Don't discount them too soon. Facts. You might find <laughs> the, the person, the love of your life. And what I love about our connection is that when we actually talked on the phone the first time, yeah, it was like, what, 10 hours? 10 hours. 10 hour, 10 hour phone call. It started about 9 or 10 o'clock that morning. And it went on until probably like 11 or 12 that night. Yeah. No, it's actually more than 12 hours. But we realized that Apple will turn your phone off after four hours four of straight hours. conversation yeah. time. Like it literally will turn the phone off. So we've, we beat all of those records. What was your initial impression of me when we first met? Well, I could see that you were uh, very independent. Um, you love lover of Christ um, on an entrepreneurship journey that I had never seen. Um, very bright, smart, everything that I was looking for in a companion. So uh, the first initial conversation was was a deal breaker for me because we talked about so many different topics. We talked about the things that we were looking for in dating. We were talking about different things that we wanted to uh, experience as a, as a, as individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and we took it from there. You mm -hmm. know, it, it, it hit off that very first day, and it's been like that since we first met. Yeah, it's been electric since the beginning. It was definitely, I don't know if it was a deal breaker for us in terms of how you mentioned the conversation went so well. It was probably a deal breaker in that whoever else you was talking to just kind of got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you showed up and you showed out. So clear, I appreciate clear space, that. Yeah. It, it definitely cleared space. For me, I remember it was, it's funny because our first day, uh, communicating, it was a Monday. And so my team and I always have really packed Mondays so that we can have a really great week. And I wouldn't answer. The, I mean, they were calling, they were beeping in. It was like, where the hell is she? Like, why is she not answering the phone? And I kept clicking over trying to give them information, but I was so enamored by the dialogue because I finally felt as if I was speaking to someone and we were actually speaking the same language in so right. many ways. We had our country roots. Yes. We're both country people. Carolina um, connected. Carolina connected. Right. You know, South Carolina. I'm North Carolina. Right. And it just was so like just it was this true connection. So I think that that had a lot to do with so it. So organic. It was very organic. Very organic. So it's interesting because what people don't realize when they see Kiowa and I is that we actually are in an interracial relationship. You say that all the time. <laughs> But you got to explain to the people because neither one of us. Yeah, you know, we didn't quite know that are, really going into -American. it. Yeah. So tell everybody about your Gullah Geechee heritage as, a, you know, someone who's directly a descendant of two parents who are Gullah Geechee. Well, I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, by the way of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, was born in 1974. Uh, my parents migrated to Charlotte in 82. So what she means by that is that the bloodline that I come from uh, all stems from Charleston, South Carolina. 
very rare bloodline. So the Gullah Geechee community, a uh, beautiful community of individuals, the uh, beautiful um, part of their community is that they actually are descendants of uh, freed slaves that were imported from West Africa specifically to cultivate rice and indigo um, on some of the marshland on the outside of Charleston. The Sea Islands actually span from North Carolina down to Florida. And after slavery, when most black people integrated into society and they migrated more inland and they went north, the Gullah Geechee remained on the Sea Islands and they retained their culture, they retained their language, they retained their food. Um, and they retain a lot of traditions. And so what's so amazing is that I'm such a conservative, somewhat of a conservative person. And I think that both of us having those traditions and similar values in yes. terms of like family and more, you know, conservative values kind of helped with our coming together. So I thought that was really dope. That's true. Yeah. So I am, I tell him all the time that he's African-American and I'm black. Because he can trace, we can trace him back to Kiowa Island, like literally Cupid Vanderhoor. Shout out to Cupid. He yes. started the whole bloodline. Yes. Yeah. So we can we can trace him back and then I can kind of trace me back. But when I trace me back, then it gets to like Europe and all of these other places. So we definitely appreciate having this rare bloodline um, to talk about. So what is one of the funniest moments that we've experienced together? It's so many. It's so many. Or um, most fun moment, if you if you will. Most fun moment? Yeah. Um, I would say for me, being there in your weakest moments. There's two situations That's that I can fun? think of. Well. Because we a, have a scary moment and then a fun moment. So what are the most fun moments? The fun moments are how we, how we move around. You yeah. know, we're free spirited. We move around. We could pop up in the city next week. Uh, we could be in LA the week after that. Yeah. That's just how we move. Where um, we move to the beat of our own drum. Yeah. And the thing that I love about it is, we don't put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform for anyone. Yeah. So we're there for each other um, at all times. We put each other first. Yeah. Like any couple should do. Right. So that those are the fun the fun things that we do do. Yeah. As a couple. So you you dived into the next question, which is what are some of the scariest moments that we've experienced together? And I think you were about to jump into that. So, okay, the first situation that I experienced was um, April of two thousand seven seventeen. Yeah, slightly after we met, um, she came to visit Charlotte, and we were having <laughs> dinner, and there was a conversation that we were about to have about the commitment or working towards the commitment. We were dating, <laughs> but we were going to a serious commitment. And during that time, we were eating at a restaurant, one of our favorite restaurants, Max Speed House out of Charlotte. If you're ever in Charlotte, go check them out. Uh, I was like, you know, well, you know, having that tough conversation with, with, with you know, how do you feel about the, you know, the, the, this, this relationship that we're developing? Uh, where do you see it going? And she began to tell me that she was feeling faintish. And I was like, I, I thought Nicole was playing because the conversation was t uh, was was a was good dialogue. It was um, it was serious. I was serious, and uh, I thought she was joking. So I consider it a fun moment. <laughs> I thought she was playing. Well, she began to faint, and I was there to catch her. And um, <laughs> before she, you know, banged her head on the table, and that was the first moment. But later to find out, it was one of the one of the side effects that she had from dealing with her fibroids. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever dated someone that dealt with fibroids. Yeah. So it was it was it was a 
a testimony of what her body was going through. Yeah, yeah, no. That day was so crazy because I had had some cannabis and I hadn't eaten a lot. And we, I had flown from D.C. to Charlotte. It was a, you know, a really rushed day. I hadn't had a lot to drink. I was slightly dehydrated. And so... He was sitting there. He was about to ask me to be his girlfriend. And so, first of all, he's Generation X. I'm millennial. You know, millennials get into this talking phase. And then, you know, we just kind of move into going together. And we don't really talk about it. Whereas Generation X, I so appreciate the men of Generation X. Because they take you on a date. They bring you the flowers. They ask you, like, will you be my girlfriend? Are you ready for this commitment? And it was just such a great moment. And I was so like, <gasps> But then I fainted. And so he thought that I did it in a way because I wasn't interested. And I was like, no, no, I'm interested. But I literally fainted at that very moment. But he caught me. And that's when I realized that if for me as a woman who had health challenges, such as fibroids, it was very important for me to be with a man who was empathetic, um, who really understood and provided a safe space for me to land. And so he literally did that, literally. Like he and this other guy caught me just in time before I was able to, like before I hit my head. And then when I had my fibroid surgery, he was right there. Like the first person that I saw when I opened my eyes was my husband with flowers in his hand. And it just felt it, you know, as an independent, you know, go hard, ambitious woman, it feels great to be cared for. I think that what mo most women look for in a man, you know, we talk about like this high value man and all of these various things. But I love when Julian Gordon says it's important to find a man with high values and the values of my husband and the way that he cared for me just shine through. Like he's always been very gentle as it relates to like caring for me, which gives me a place to allow my femininity to really grow and that gentleness to take place. So kudos to you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell, let's talk about the trauma that presented itself and get to like, you know, the cannabis and CBD conversation. Okay. How do you feel we handled the drama? How do you feel we handled the trauma that presented itself as we delve deeper into our relationship? How did you, how were you able to handle that? Um... And by trauma, for those who haven't watched, um, you know, I had daddy issues and inner child trauma that I needed to heal that was brought into the marriage. I actually think that our marriage kind of helped me find work a safe space it. to heal. And work through it. Yeah, and work through it. But how did you receive that with us being older when we married? And, you know, it's almost like you had to you got a chance to see a peel back layered version of who you had married. When you know when you first start dating someone, it, it always comes off, um, it's the polished version. Right. And then when you dig deep as you go further into the months and the years that you're, uh, you're dating one another, you see that, you know, we're all, imperf we're all imperfect, right? Yeah. So for me, it's patience. Yeah. You have to bring patience to the table. And uh, therapy. I recommend therapy. Therapy is very important. Yeah. You know, some of us guys deal with, with, with trauma too as well. Absolutely. And I think for, for the both of us, we were healed. We were healing when we met. Yeah. And therapy is getting us even closer to being healed. Yeah. No, you know? I absolutely love that because um, to that point, you know, therapy created in a space, a safe space for us to have conversations and have that objective approach from a therapist that we then were able to nurture and care for one another outside of therapy in the beauty of our own domain and yeah. allow each other to kind of grow and prosper and flower. In you know, we met in church. We're having a conversation about cannabis, but I want to ask and you just know, talk about like what ways as the head of our home and, you know, the leader in our marriage, have how has it been important for us to keep God 
in the beginning, like at the top of our marriage? How have you felt like that's been important? In what ways have you kind of worked to in- incorporate that? That's the center of it all. Yeah. You know, that's it, it's it's the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. You know, God has always been there for us individually and as a married couple. Yeah. So you know, it's it's the foundation. You can't build a house without a foundation. So right. part of our journey, even before we met was, you know, implementing God in everything that we do. Yeah. So we started with daily devotion. We do that every uh every day. Yeah. Um prayer, meditation. We find so many so many different ways of implementing healthy things in our lives which um translate into a beautiful marriage. Yeah. You know, I recommend it for every uh, everyone. Yeah. You know. You know what's crazy is Kiowa and I actually um when we we were long distance for 3 years. 3 years, yeah. And we did daily devotional and prayer every morning and it helped us to develop this emotional intimacy mm-hmm. with one another that allowed us to get to know the character of the person, the values of the person. Right. Do you think that's important when dating? I know that, you know, we met online. For people who meet online, you really don't know who you're meeting. True. Until you get into their environment, they get into yours. How do you feel like the whole process of the daily devotionals, how did it help us really pull back the mask and get to know each other personally? Well, you know, when you when you're identifying your um when you're identifying the first thing is I think is that you should have to start your journey individually first. Correct. Right? I think some people look for other people to fix them. That's the worst thing you can do. Right. You know, you have to work on you first before you meet that that significant other. Right. You know, that special person. And if you don't do that, then you're bringing bad habits into the relationship right. that you're trying to develop. So you got to work on you first. That's the biggest thing. And I think from being, a, you know, being in my 40s, going into my 50s, that's the one thing that I wanted to do was work on me mm-hmm. so I can be complete for, for you. Mm-hmm. And look how it's translated mm-hmm. for us. You know yeah. what I mean. And I think that's the same way you, the same way you operate. So you know, it's 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 um it's a healthy balance. Yeah. You know, we're very big on traveling light. Like yeah. we don't yeah. like bringing heaviness into each other's lives. We don't accept other people's heaviness into no our life. Yeah. yeah no, you're not going. You're not going to come to our lawn and dump trash. Yeah. In our lawn and then drive off and leave it there. Right. No, take your baggage with you. That's right. See how my, my Gucci <laughs> husband don't play that type of stuff. No, we don't do that. So let's talk about. Um, so let's dive a little bit deeper into uh, the conversations around therapy and how it really worked to create a bond. How did you feel when I first presented therapy? Because we've been in a lot of different types of therapy. Right. So how did you? Feel when it was first presented because a lot of men are like I don't need therapy what do you mean therapy well (laughs) my generation has uh, you know growing up we never really talked about therapy you know um it was just something that we didn't really talk about and when you presented it to me it was like 50 50 it was like okay let me see what this is about can it help me um then the other side of me was like I don't need no therapy (laughs) I'm good and uh, the first time was a little rough because of the first initial um, session that we had. Mm-hmm. So I walked away from it feeling like okay with it at first. And then as I dug in, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Mm-hmm. But something continued to, to speak to my spirit and I continued to press forward. And as I have, it's, it's, it's the healing that I want, yeah. you know, you know, whether that's, um, just growing into the, continue to grow into the man that I want to be for my son, my grandson. I do have a grandson. Yeah. For my wife, you know, for, the, for my family, friends. And it's been that healthy balance that I needed to, to be able to experience, you know. 
for those who are looking for um, for healing, you know, whether that be you know individual or as a couple, I recommend it. I mean, to find someone that that whether it's um, marriage therapy or mm -hmm. whether it's family therapy or whatever things that you may go through, it could be something dealing with work, your career, that's stressing you out. Find a therapist that fits that that what you're looking for. And get healed, man. I mean, it's very important. You I know? think that's such a great message because as a black woman, I think it's a privilege to love a black man. And I think it's a privilege to bring peace to a black man's life. I find that so as a community, we have seen our men go through so much. And I find that, you know, if we don't find the peace within ourselves, it's very hard for us to bring that peace to someone else. And you speak about therapy and the different types of therapy. I want to shout out Naja Hall and yes. Blended in Black because yes. we uh, went into a blended family. Um, his son is now an adult. So, but when we were all working through that dynamic blended family therapy yes. was something that I think a lot of people don't realize that it's out there, but it's out, out there, there and yes. it's necessary because so many people don't understand the various dynamics of that journey. Um, but it's important to do that. So let's jump into the conversations about cannabis. Because when I met my husband, guys, I mean, I was already like, it was my lifestyle. It was my lifestyle. I, my father had passed away. I'd already gone through my process of knowing that CBD and cannabis was what was helping me with dealing with my delayed PTSD, with the trauma, with the anxiety. But he actually worked for in the transportation industry. And so he did not consume at all. So contrary to what people may believe, I was actually the one that was just I was always loaded and he was just kind of like, wait a minute. So how did you feel when you met me, you know, meeting a woman that was professional? We met on it through a church sermon. But then you find out after a couple of days that, you know, I'm like Bob Marley sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, it, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, Just making sure that you're safe. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. Um, Because, you know. It's different now compared to when I grew up. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it's less criminalized now as yeah. it was when I grew up. Yeah. So um, as long as you're safe, um, you you know, it, it's 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 better than drinking alcohol, yeah. to be honest with you. Alcohol and, like, smoking cigarettes and different things like that that are legal. Yeah. And um, I just feel like you have to just balance it. Right. You know, you you know, we all have to find that balance. So I don't I never had a problem with it. Is it that I was in the industry or I'm in the industry, transportation, that doesn't allow it. Right. You know, for me, you know, coming from where I come from, I never had a problem with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was fine with it. Yeah. It was funny because I think that was a part of the whole conversation around me fainting <laughs> was because he was like, I bet you can't handle this Southern stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I can. I can handle it. And then I fainted. And I was like, girl, you yeah. got to be better than that. So that was so funny. But now talk about how you felt, even though, you know, the, the seed and the ideas and the development of the idea of having a cannabis business had actually been planted prior to our relationship, seeing me launch a corporate cannabis company, coming from real estate, having an established uh, business as a real estate uh, developer and working on flipping houses. How did you feel when I was like, babe, I'm going to build a corporate cannabis company? Well, you told me that a few few weeks within us dating. Yeah. Um, we hit a couple of dispensaries while we were in the D.C. market. Yeah. And uh, you was like, I want to do something similar. 
but I actually want to become a grower. Yeah. And I thought about it, you know, like I said, coming up the way I came up, I was like, how much legal stuff is she going to uh, go through? So yeah. for me, it was like, um, that part I was worried about. The protector. Right? But I knew you were sharp and savvy to dig through and get legal representation to guide you into putting this thing together. So at that point, as long as you're safe and you're good, I was all right with it. Yeah. And when you provided me with the information that all the stuff that you had to go through and all the stuff that, uh, what you have done yeah. to put it out there, I was I was excited. I mean, I was excited watching you put it together and to see it manifest into the products, you know, that you put out there for, for consumers. And uh, I really enjoy seeing people give you feedback about it. Yeah. So it's yeah. been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. Thank you, babe. Thank you for being super for supportive. Sure. What do you feel is something we're going to get into these products for a second because we're going to talk about the products you love and right. the men's products. But before we go into that, how is it dating like a highly ambitious entrepreneurial woman or being married to a highly ambitious entrepreneurial woman? What advice would you give brothers who are looking to date or marry women who are, you know, just kind of on their grind and focused on their mission? Be supportive. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. You know, she supports me. I support her. Be supportive. Day one. Um, you know, allow your your significant other, your spouse, your girlfriend, your lady um, to, to be able to experience entre entrepreneurship at its fullest. And I think sometimes it becomes competition in, in, in the dating phase. If you date, if you if you're competing against your lady. Y'all both going to lose. Yeah. You know, so be supportive. You know, whatever that is. If it's carrying her bags, if it's making sure she okay with, you know, getting her pictures done, you know, be supportive. He loves the content. I I, love I wouldn't content. be, you wouldn't see me on the internet if it wasn't for him because he's always somewhere with a camera like, no, let's catch this picture. So I am grateful to have a man that absolutely loves seeing me at my fullest, highest, and best self. I think that, you know, that's what, the, the love journey should be. Right. It should be pouring into one another, See. building up one another. You know, when you marry later in life, we married, I was probably, what, 38 or something around right. that, and you were in your uh, mid-40s. So it was one of those scenarios where we had already gotten our stupid stuff out of the way. Right. So it was like we might as well just come and be our best for each other and for ourselves so that we can produce something great. And so I'm grateful for that. So now you actually love a number of the products for your yes. own personal self-care journey. So I have spoiled my husband. He loves self-care now. If you watch the episode with Dr. Tiffany, you see me talk about this candle that she's created that if it comes into my home. I can't touch it because it's like literally for him. For me. But you love a lot of the topical products. Yes. What's your favorite product? We have the cashmere vanilla body butter here we have the beard and hair oil that is a sweet almond fragrance 300 milligram beard and hair oil the pain balm and the tincture which ones are your favorite products and for the audience he's not behind the wheel anymore so we can have conversations about cbd for wellness because dot unfortunately I mean, fortunately because he's not behind the wheel there's no concerns about that that's right well one of my favorite product is the beard oil. I knew he was going to say that. This is this is the sweet almond beard oil. This is one of my favorites right here. I use it to grow this beard here. It's probably like the largest or the the biggest that I've had this thing. Um goes on real easy, keeps the beard from drying out and it's also you can use it for your locks, your your hair and stuff like that. And the second the second is the pain bomb. The pain bomb because of the industry I came from, I deal with like shoulder 
shoulder issues. I drove flatbed for so many years. Um, and this thing gives you a lot of relief. It's better than Icy Hot. And it's, it's not as messy. So it's a peppermint flavor um, pain bomb. And the other... Let me see the pain bomb. I want to actually talk about the pain bomb okay. real quick because... So the pain bomb was actually formulated. He was the test dummy that helped us with the formulation for the pain bomb because when transportation, when he drove, he had all of these like upper back um, and shoulder challenges that were super, super painful. And so we formulated this and it would, you know, really uh, interfere with his sleep and his ability to sleep. And everyone knows that anyone in the transportation industry that's driving, especially DOT license, you have to be very focused behind the wheel. You are uh, hauling heavy equipment. You are on the road for long periods of time. And so to not have your sleep because of pain, occupational pain was like a big deal. So when we formulated this, we formulated it to outlast Icy Hot. I remember we used to use Tiger Bomb. Yeah. We used to use Icy Hot. And it was just kind of like, as soon as he would like get to sleep, the pain would start again and he would wake up in the middle of the night and it just wasn't effective. And so um, shout out to our in-house lab scientist. Shout her out. She actually formulated this phenomenal product. We tested it out a couple of different rounds and we came up with something that has a peppermint uh, fragrance. It has a lot of herbal um, infusions that allow for the driving out of pain, insomnia relief, stress management, anxiety relief, and we love it. So this is actually a product that you can pretty much appreciate that we crafted it for you. And because it was crafted for you, it worked out because it's actually one of our best-selling products. And a lot of our customers who are business owners, it's their best-selling product because pain manage management is such a big industry. True. Yeah. The last one is the cashmere body butter. That's my that that's that's another favorite of mine. It goes on real smooth, um, gives you a feel almost like a shea butter. Um, shows up on the skin very well. So this is one of my favorites too. Ladies, if you have great body cam beauty products, hide them from your husband. <laughs> I literally can go through and realize that my body butter is somewhere with him. He has to have his own pain bomb, his own body butter, and his own hair and beard oil because we don't share well. Right, right. <laughs> we don't we don't share well. We um, don't we don't share well. So as we close, what is like what's a couple of tips? that you would give people preparing for relationships. We hear that the dating pool is, it sucks out here and, you know, people are under the impression that they can't find their true love. But we both had, you know, backgrounds that weren't super successful in dating, but we right. found each other and were able to create a new beginning. So what would you recommend or share to men as it relates to like... To date with a purpose, especially for, for, for the guys, you know. I think, you know, we get we get so caught up in the attraction and the, the physical presence. I think date with a purpose, then that's when you'll find your right your right person. Yeah. Um, who's specifically designed for you if you're heading towards marriage. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a lot different when I was coming up. You know, dating was uh if, if we said we were dating, it was exclusiveness involved in that. Now dating is is random. <laughs> so talking to a lot of the young, young brothers that's growing up, now it's like it's totally opposite the way we moved around. Yeah. So, you know, date with a purpose. And yeah. it doesn't take forever to find. Forever. Yeah, no, I would you know? appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I also think for me, I would recommend, and we certainly are not experts, but we just nope. happen to be two people that have been blessed to find each other and to find a love that is just youthful. Like we have a very right. youthful love, which I appreciate, um, is that you definitely want to know that your values align. You know, the people argue from their values. 
you know, you'll find that your conflict in relationship really is a matter of value misalignment. And so a lot of times, as he mentioned, it's not just about the physical, although it matters. You know, I love the way he looks. He loves the way I look. Definitely. But more than that, we actually have the same values. And so when it comes down to like the stickiness of life and going through life with the person, knowing that when you anchor back to your values, you two are still on the same page. I think that that's very healthy and a good signal. It's a green flag. That's a green flag for knowing that you're going to have to have a healthy space. So true. Yes. I want to thank you for being so amazing. Thank you for being so dedicated. My first podcast. First podcast. But thank you for your support and for loving me and for loving me and and giving me the space to do this and to create this for all of the people that it helps. And, you know, just helping me to destigmatize. We destigmatize in our own intimate environments before we destigmatize personally and publicly. So being able to destigmatize cannabis in our families has been like super, super valuable. So. With that said, we're going to wrap up another episode of the Canacoin podcast with Q Nicole. Again, I am your host, Q Nicole. Thank you for joining me and my husband as we talk about how we've used cannabis to help with our healing, our trauma healing, and just growing as one and being able to really like delve into a beautiful marriage, um, separating ourselves from what we didn't want to experience in our marriage and putting more of what we do want to experience experience on the forefront. And so if you like this episode, make sure that you like, you comment, you share it with your family and friends. You can drop some, um, you can see the show notes below and get some more details or insight. If you happen to miss anything, you can find these products on our website, www.whfarms.co. The cashmere vanilla body butters there, the hair and beard oils there, the tincture is there, as well as the pain balm. And if you are interested in expanding your CBD product line or launching a CBD product line, then make sure you check out the white label page on the site and you can get those phenomenal formulations for your brand as well. So guys, thank you for another episode. Bye. (laughs) 